Here we go. It's with great excitement that we introduce our first Georgian on Caucus Talk. Welcome. Georgi, welcome from Georgi Tbilisi. From Tbilisi. Thank you. Thank you. So you are in Tbilisi right now, correct, Georgi? Yes. Yes, I'm living in Tbilisi. Okay. And listeners, let us clarify, we're talking about Georgia, the country. Not the state. Because we have a Georgia too, named after, I guess, George. My wife, my wife is from the state of Georgia, actually. My dad was born in Georgia. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Atlanta, hot Give Atlanta, me. Georgia. <laughs> but not this Georgia. Yeah, Tbilisi is not some small uh, villa, uh, little town in southern South Georgia. <laughs> we should see if there's a Tbilisi in the state of Georgia in the <laughs> no, U.S. Tbilisi is an extremely ancient city that's way older than the state of Georgia in North Carolina or in uh, United States. So, All right, I just got to get this out of the way, Georgi. The country. Yep. In Russian, and I think in Georgian, it's called Gruzia. How do you say it in Georgian, the name of your country? Uh, we say Sakartvelo. Oh, so totally different. <laughs> so yeah, in yeah, Russia, it's, it's Gruzia. Yeah. And in English, it, it's Georgia. And why, does, do you know why in English we call your country Georgia? Uh, yeah, I know. I've heard some of the version, versions of it, but uh, as I know, it's it's just a, a changed name of the first uh, Persian name, which is Gurg or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it has the meaning in uh, it has meaning in uh, Persian, the ancient Persian, not the modern modern one. I think so. The time by time, when the visitors from Western Europe uh, visited Persia and they heard that uh, the name in Persian, they just uh, took it uh, in Europe differently, and ah. so it all happened. So do you know what so the ancient Persian meant? Yeah, it was uh, a kurgan or something like that, uh, hmm. similar of the Georgia, ah. uh, meant uh, the wolf. Ah, so a gorgon, like, like a, a, a gorgon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a um, land of wolves or something like that. Wow. And there is also... Or another version, uh, which I think uh, is not uh, quite uh, mistaken, but I think uh, the first one is much correct. Uh, so the uh, Georgia came from Saint George, that we are country. The, our our patron saint is Saint George, uh-huh. and so uh, something like that. We okay, we have that name wow. um, because of Saint George. Now, that's interesting because we have a storybook for our children about St. George of Mary, England. I don't know if it's the same George, but I, they, I guess it's the patron saint of England, too. You, Georgi, would that, yeah, be your, that would be your namesake, right? Kind of Does that uh, name uh, in, in Georgia trace back to St. George? You're named after uh, St. Yeah, George? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Georgian, St. George is St. Georgi. Uh-huh. It's Georgi. Yeah, and so I'm, I, I have the name after St. George. Well, when I read the storybook to my children next time, I'll just change England to Georgia. <laughs> and then it'll be a contextualized fairy tale. Wow. All right. Thanks for that. So, uh, yeah. Georgi, uh, yeah. like, like always, a conversation with a, a person in the Caucasus, it takes about three seconds to go about thousands of years ago in history. Yeah, that, that was true. awesome. Thank you. Tell us a little, yeah. tell us and our listeners a little about yourself. Um, where are you from? What are you doing right now in life? Uh, so my name is Georgi, my surname is Pregvatsi, and I'm from Tbilisi, Georgia. I, I, I was born here, and I, I'm living here. And also I'm studying here at Tbilisi State University. Okay. Uh, I'm a third year of bachelor's degree, okay. and I'm studying uh, ethnology. 
wow. what is also uh, what is also called in, uh, in Western Europe in America social and cultural anthropology. Dude. So they are much similar. We have a lot yeah, to talk about then. That's also no that's also my area of study. Oh, amazing! Yeah, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's, li- it's it's very interesting. Listeners, Eli is not feigning surprise because like with many of our phone <laughs> interviews, this is literally the first time we're ever talking to our guest. So we're getting to know him just like you are. This is not really convincing acting. It's the real thing. What is your particular interest in ethnology or social or cultural anthropology? Uh, generally, uh, right now I'm studying the ethnology of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Also, I've learned some subjects about the uh, ethnology of Caucasus region, Europe, Americas, both southern and uh, northern Europe, uh, America, and generally just every every culture, every people. And after the bachelor's degree, I think if I if I if I continue, then studying, I think I will choose some specific. Uh, place or some specific uh, people to learn for the future. Excellent. Well, all the best in your pursuit. That's terrific. Thank you. We'll have to stay in touch. That's awesome. Uh, Absolutely. Listeners, just so you know how this works, um, there actually are not many Georgians who live in the North Caucasus. And uh, right now, Georgians have to get visas to come to Russia. And so it's we don't see them quite as often here. And so I was actively looking for a Georgian to interview and I asked through a Facebook group I'm a part of. Uh, it's a Caucasus Facebook group. And a Chechen guy who lives in Norway gave me Georgi's contact. Uh, so, it's like a joke. A uh, Chechen and a Norwegian D- and a Demi Georgian Mat- Matayev, Georgi. I'm not sure if you Shout out! Him. Yes, yeah, yes, but know, like, it's really cool. Like, he was really wanted to help me. And this is an amazing connection. So Eli is pursuing a PhD type. Ethnography type work, ethnomusicology, um, yeah. Georgi. So we got to hang together, you know. It's not a lot yeah. of us, man. So, um, listeners, probably a lot of you don't know that much about Georgia or haven't been there. But listen, I want to tell you uh, right up front: in the Caucasus, everybody loves Georgia. <laughs> everybody loves Georgia. Everybody loves Georgians. And Georgian food. Georgian food, uh, how beautiful the country is. And I, the music, because it's totally yeah. unique. Yeah, and Georgi, I just want to say, like, you know, here in the North Caucasus, often, you know, one nationality will tell you, oh, you can't trust those guys. Uh, or they'll tell you something, how they're better than this other nationality. But nobody ever says anything bad about the Georgians. I agree. And um, it's really... That's always stood out to me about um, your people and your nation. Your reputation precedes you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we won't. We'll we'll build you. We'll boast about you. You don't have to boast about yourself in that regard. Um, let's start. There's so much to talk about. Um, I've been to Georgia twice, uh, and first of all, Georgia is so beautiful. It's in the southern part of the the Caucasus. So let's start. So you mentioned you're from Tbilisi. Tbilisi is an yeah. ancient city. Um, yeah. Folks from, like I work in tourism here in the North Caucasus, and these local tour agencies all the time are advertising two to three day trips to Tbilisi. And it's kind of a destination here in Russia that people would visit Tbilisi. So tell, tell us a little about the history of Tbilisi and why it's such a, a draw for people to visit. So it's it's really a historical city, and also very multicultural. Multicultural. So we can see every uh, like uh, the de- details of every culture here. Uh, 
uh, it has a long history, uh, and um, uh, so uh, it was uh, like discovered uh, um, in uh, first uh, first day, first uh, half of the um, seven, five or six century, as I remember. I don't know exactly. Wow. I don't exactly remember it. Yeah. But also, it's just the official date of the discovering. Right. But there, they say that there was some settlement uh, before of it. Okay. And uh, during the history, the city was also, by some period, occupied by Arabs. Uh-huh. And uh, so here you can see some Arabic uh, cultural elements. Okay. And also some Persian elements. Um, and all, of course, Georgian one. And also Armenian, because uh, Tbilisi had always uh, been some bigger population of Armenians. Okay. Uh, so it's very... it's. Still multicultural today. If you visit that uh, Tbilisi, here are uh, a special district, what what we call Old Tbilisi. Yes. Uh, and there is uh, some beautiful, charming, uh, small um, yards and houses. Yeah. And up of that, uh, up of the district is Nariala Fortress. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's most like ruins of Nariala Fortress, but mm. still. Uh, you can see that there there is a, for, a fortress. That's great, mm-hmm. um, listeners. The old city, that part of Tbilisi, it's what kind of what you think of uh, historic European cities like Prague or Budapest, um, you know, Milan, wherever you've been. Um, the old city is kind of like that. It's really cool. It feels very historic, and then at the very top uh, is this ancient uh, citadel you can take like a chairlift up, chairlift up to, to, uh, Georgi, I have a funny Tbilisi story in 2015, my wife and our two daughters, we, uh, drove through the mountains, uh, from the Russian Caucasus to Tbilisi. And we planned to be there two weeks to get our visas renewed. Mm -hmm. And of course (laughs) it didn't go how we planned. And, uh, our solution was, I stayed in Tbilisi for nine days with my three-year-old daughter and my one-year-old daughter. The fathers are listening in horror. The yes. mothers are rolling their eyes. And like, my <laughs> my wife flew to Washington, D.C. on her own for a week, and she got our passports done at the embassy in person. Brilliant. And so me and my daughters, we explored Tbilisi for nine days straight. It was awesome. And every day, yeah. like, we... Uh, checked out a different part of the city. Um, we, we were renting an apartment. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but I have a really distinct memory of, I took the chairlift up to um, Narinkala, right? The Citadel. And yes. uh, my daughter was nine months then. And so, or sorry, she was one years old, but she couldn't really walk. And so here it comes. I carried her in my arms and my three-year-old walked with me, and we hiked all the way up to the top. And uh, we we didn't make it to the last piece because you had to, like, climb up a ladder, and it just would have been way too oh, dangerous. Um, but <laughs> I did that with my girls, and all these stores were looking at us like, what is this guy doing? Um, Where is his wife? But anyways, that <laughs> citadel was awesome. It was really beautiful. Um, how ancient is that citadel? Do you know? Uh, how ancient it is? Yeah. Uh, I don't exactly know, but it's more like um, bigger than bigger than 15th century or something like. Wow. It was built uh, while the city was discovered. 
so it was the main main defensive part of the city. Mm. Huh. So yeah. around that, uh, like Old Pilisi and uh, the neighbor districts, where the original part, original Pilisi, and the other districts, like uh, Sabortalo, Bage, and those districts, which is little bit far from the Old Pilisi district are the new ones. So the historical PLC is old PLC and that Tari Ala Fortress was this defensive spot. So when the enemy comes, all the people are going to top the top of that right. and uh, defending themselves. Wow. Yeah. And it's, you basically get this amazing overview of the city from the top there. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I, I love, I love going up there always. That's cool. So that, uh, that's Tbilisi. Um, what about, let's talk about the Western part of the country. Uh, there's beautiful beaches. People probably don't know this, but on the Black Sea coast, uh, I know a lot of folks from Russia are always visiting Batumi. Can you talk about that part of the country? Yes, of course. That's no problem. Batumi is also an old city. Uh, it's in Achara region. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, uh, as far as I know, the second biggest city of Georgia. Uh, I was there this summer, so it's a quite interesting and really nice city to visit and also to live, I think, because it was really interesting for me. Uh, I've never lived out of the Tbilisi, so Uh I would really like to live there some, sometime. (laughs) And, uh, uh, so, uh, this summer I was not just in Batumi, I was in mountain Ajara. And uh, generally, it was uh, some kind of expedition from my university. Okay. So I, I discovered that uh, region much more. Uh, so Batumi, uh, uh, Batumi's history, it was not uh, a huge city or big city uh, before the medievals or even the, or even the mid- in medievals. Uh-huh. So it, it became the bigger city after the... Um, I don't know, 17th or 16th century. Uh-huh. It was, uh, or or much later. So, in time by time, uh, for example, after the after the uh, 17th century, it was controlled by o- Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later, uh, when the Soviet Union came in Georgia, uh, uh, Batumi still became the part of the uh, other part of the. Um, so country, so it still became part of the Georgia, but in Soviet Union. So I've heard that the water in the Black Sea is really cold. Do people swim at this beach? Uh, uh, I've never heard that. Of course they swim. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like full, full every summer. You can visit those beaches, and uh, it's uh, full every time. All right, so swimmable. And this is going to sound yeah. like a dumb question, but is it like? yellow sandy beach or is the beach more like pebbles and rocks what kind is it black sand i mean the reason i ask that is a lot of people in the u.s there's a lot of different kinds of beaches and people will go and like for a different type of beach yeah i mean what's the beach like yeah like the u.s here also in different uh, places of the black sea Black Sea cities, it's different kind of right. Which I, uh, I mean, in Ajara, it's most like uh, the the little little, little rocks. Mm-hmm. It's not the sand, absolutely. Sure. But in Guria region, up of the Ajara, it's uh, sand. Wow. So it's it's not it's not fully yellow, but it's like uh, middle of the yellow and 
dark uh-huh. color. Mm-hmm. So it's like brown. Not brown, but sure. dark color. I hear you. So it's not yellow. Oh, it's very descriptive. And also in Samagrilla, there is uh, sandy. All right. So Ajara is the Ajara is the only region where you can see that little, little rocky. It's not rocks. I I don't remember the name of the those small rocks. You pebbles. Know? Yeah. Yeah, pebbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, listeners. You know, if you live in the United States, uh, the ocean is the destination, right, to go to vacation. The Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean. Uh, here in Eastern Europe and in the Caucasus and in Russia, the Black Sea is the destination. Uh, so the Black Sea is bordered by so many countries. I've, I've only been to the Black Sea on the Ukrainian side. Let's see. So the Russia, Russia borders the Black Sea, the Sochi, Abkhazia area, yeah. Georgia, what Turkey does, mm-hmm. and then Bulgaria, I think. Am I missing any other countries? On the Black Sea? Yeah. But there might be one other. Roma- but like, Romania touches does it. Does Romania touch it yep. too? But like that yeah. is... That might sound weird to some of you listeners in the West, but I mean, it's kind of like the beach destination, the vacation destination for a lot of people. Um, Cool. So Georgia's got uh, the beach, the sea on the West. Talk a little about the Georgian part of the Caucasus Mountains. Uh, So in Western Georgia, it's uh, Swaneti and Raja. It's the neighbor regions of the Northern Caucasus. Uh, and in Eastern Georgia, it's uh, it's heavy, Hevsurati and Tusheti. So in uh, modern Georgian regional administration system, it's uh, one region, but historically it's different regions. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so in for for example, in Swaneti and Raja, it's Western Georgia, Western North Georgia, and uh, the heavy Hevsurati and Tusheti. And also Kudama Aripshavi, those are the regions of the uh, north uh, east Georgia. Mm. Yeah. Um I mean we could talk we could just make this whole episode about um the geography of Georgia and Georgia probably of the entire Caucasus region, um, North and South Caucasus, Georgia is probably the most developed as far as tourism infrastructure. Um, for people coming to visit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful country. There's a lot to see, um, a lot of ancient, beautiful churches. Um, I, uh, Georgi, from uh, North Ossetia and Ingushetia, uh, Mount Kazbegi is visible from, yeah. uh, from there. And I have a really distinct memory of climbing uh, Table Mountain in Ingushetia last summer. We camped at about... Uh, 9,000 feet above sea level, probably 3,000 meters, give or take. And then when we woke up, a beautiful sunrise, there was Kazbegi, clear sky. It was so beautiful, Uh, which Kazbegi is uh, meters, I'm not sure. I think it's around 14,000 something feet, maybe 15,000. How many meters high is Kazbegi? Do you know? Uh, Not exactly. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's one of the the destination mountain, uh, mountains kind of for Alpine alpinists and mountaineers to to yeah. summit in georgia um that's great so why don't we let's connect let's talk a little about kind of georgian culture and history and then connect it to the north caucasus um georgian georgia is really unique in the caucasus region uh your language is unique to your people and your nation uh nobody else speaks georgian or um uses that alphabet um your food is really different from a lot of the neighboring regions. And by the way, listeners, everybody, 
pretty much everybody in the North Caucasus will say Georgian food is the best Caucasus food. It's, it's so good. Pretty true. Yeah. Um, all my favorite restaurants here in Pitigorsk and Kislovodsk, Georgi, are Georgian restaurants. <laughs> I was in a restaurant in St. Petersburg that was a Georgian restaurant, and the uh, chichini that I had was so good, no, uh, or hachipuri. I want yeah. I, the thought entered my mind. I should bring my wife here <laughs> to St. Petersburg. To St. Petersburg to have Georgian food <laughs> when we live in the North Caucasus. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. So, um, what? How did this happen that right in the middle of the Caucasus, Georgi, Georgia kind of became such a unique uh, culture and nation? Uh, probably it has historical uh, reasons, like mm-hmm. we had in medieval times and also before that, to, during the whole, whole history, like the indigenous people of the Caucasus, we all had um, the quite close relations always, all, all period of history. Mm-hmm. So probably that is the uh, the historical memory of the, those people okay. from for northern northern Caucasus people yeah. and Georgians. We had always the connection. We had uh, always the good relationship. Right. I mean, we never we never had something like religious conflicts mm-hmm. or ethnic conflicts. If it was some kind of uh, in group invasions, it was mostly because of the economical situation mm-hmm. of them, and it, it never had any kind of ethnic or religious or any other uh, specific reason. So, uh, uh, generally, uh, Northern Caucasus people, like Georgian uh, Georgians, um, uh, to be honest, I never heard that before, after, before the one of the uh, my bigger friend told me that who mm. lived in Soviet Union. Okay. So he told me that people really, uh, people in Northern Caucasus really like Georgian people. Yeah. And I was really surprised because I, I, I just didn't know that. Mm. So, and also today, also before you tell me that, I, I also didn't know that. So yeah. I'm still wondering uh, and surprised because <laughs> like we do, it's, it's the main, re- it's main reason is that we don't really have much and enough information about us in Northern Caucasus and in Georgia. Many people in Georgia don't really know uh, anything. Uh, I mean, modern situation in Northern Caucasus and also historical. I don't know. It's, I know that it's bad, but I don't know why, why it's so, but anyway, we have, we have a, really long history together we had uh, amazing relations all the time mm. and probably that is uh, the main reason of it uh, I, I, don't, I don't know any yeah. other reasons for example that's great um i mean often what happens in the north caucasus is you know one net group of people will know that others maybe have a problem with them historically or there's some conflict and they'll be very defensive uh, explaining why those other peoples are wrong and why they're right. But yeah. it has been my experience that consistently from different ethnic groups in the North Caucasus, people say, oh man, we love Georgians. And uh, in Ingushetia, there's a saying, they have like a historic saying that uh, Georgians will always be their friends. Wow. Um, and multiple yeah. English people have told me that. Um, and so, yeah, it. I think what you said, it obviously goes back historically that there was yes even though maybe it wasn't like one nation state the caucasus you guys were all caucasus peoples living here many years ago and being together uh being connected by 
the region. Even so, historically, it has to be significant that there's this humongous physical barrier that separates the North and South Caucasus. So in as much as there's traffic back and forth, Mm -hmm. there's also seclusion from that, you know, over time. It's going to be the rare person before, you know, highways and cars and stuff that makes it over the mountain or around the mountains. And so we call the range North Caucasus. And if you're kind of looking from a bird's eye view, Mm -hmm. then down on both sides, it's the Caucasus Mountains. But really culturally, there is a line there because of the mountains. I mean, that's pretty, I think, self-explanatory. So I could understand that there would be both a sense of connection and also the differences that have emerged culturally and historically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So I have a couple um, points I've been told about um, connections Georgia has with the North Caucasus and then things I've read as well. Let's start with um, Ossetians. So Georgia borders uh, South Ossetia and North Ossetia, and we won't get into kind of the – um, recent history with land changing hands and things, but is there like a historic connection between the Georgian and the Setian nations? Uh, yes, of course it is because we were like neighbor people yeah. of each other. So uh, on some part of on some part of Georgia and some parts of the Northern Caucasus where Setians live, live uh, we always had uh, those connections. But the most active connections uh, between us uh, started after the 15th, 16th century, okay. when the Ossetians uh, like started more mo- mo- moving in south mm-hmm. than in north, mm-hmm. and it had uh, the other reasons uh, which which happened in the northern, northern, northern of northern Caucasus. So um, anyway, you mentioned English people, well, like um, uh, so. Uh, personally, I, I I love English people, and uh, I want to add that uh, the relations between English people and Georgians and Chechen people and Georgians, um, generally Vainakh people and Georgians, uh, the reason why English people and Chechens like us and we also really like them um, is the about the uh, fact that. In 1944, they were deported from Northern Caucasus mm-hmm. uh, along with the other Northern Caucasus nations. Yep. And on their places, in their houses, uh, by the order of Soviet Union government, Georgians uh, were settled. Right. Right. Wow. So uh, from Georgia right. into those and, republics. Uh, after, yeah. 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 And, uh, and after 10 years, in uh, 1955, uh, they, uh, the, those deported Northern Caucasian people came back and Georgians uh, didn't even, uh, they just moved back without, right. and they left them uh, their food. I don't know everything they worked for, for those 10 years, they left for them and then came, they came back in Georgia. So they didn't say that wow. we were settled here and this is our house now and we, you are not welcome here. So it was kind of, um, I don't know how to say it was really uh, good good for those people yeah. between us because we are no enemies we have nothing to fight for and I can say that absolutely about uh, every Caucasian nations and I really don't want don't want to touch the politics but before um, about two or three centuries ago we as I said never had any kind right. of conflicts and after that, um, I can say that after 
um, I mean, nine, uh, 18th century yep. or 19th century, those uh, conflicts started uh, mm -hmm. to erupt. And I think it was much more artificial uh, and, it, and it was uh, in interest or, of, uh, or in other countries' uh, interests and not in ours. So time by time, right. the, those conflicts became much intense. And uh, as we see, we had a huge conflict after the destruction of Soviet Union. And since that, uh, I don't know, it, it was catastrophic. And uh, I, I can't find anyone, uh, I don't really think anyone uh, likes that fact that we had such, uh, yeah. I mean, bad conflicts with well, the people we were living, uh, right. we have been Peacefully living with. with yeah, for for centuries, I can say. What's well, it's one thing it's, that that kind of the time timeline you just gave, you know, of the 18th century. That's really the same time of the emergence of the idea of a nation state, which yep. is really a modern concept that you know uh, nationalities, ethnicities are now subject to centralized governments with fixed boundaries. I mean, that's a relatively new idea, actually, in the world because until industrialization and a lot of uh, modern technology, you couldn't actually enforce that, right, you know, a, a strict and, boundary and yeah. border. And so that's really, uh, you know, a feature of the modern era. Um, and interestingly, as you said, in a place like Georgia, that brought people into more, more sharply into conflict and that continues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is really insightful, Georgi, that once that, because there, I mean, over, Throughout history, there were different empires trying to yeah. come and conquer the Caucasus region. And so True. the conflict that wasn't there internally, it was kind of stoked up because of the what came from... Imported. Yeah, out from the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. You really uh, kind of hit on an important historical point that in, yeah, in 1957, when the Chechens, the Ingush, the Bokars and Karachais all came back, to the North yeah. Caucasus from Central Asia that I've had multiple people tell me uh, the Georgians left willingly. I had a Bolkar lady one time tell me near Mount Elbrus, yeah, the Svans from Georgia, they were living in our homes and they left when we came back. Same with English and Chechens. And like there's such deep respect um, for Georgians. That's a big reason why. I'm just going to put this, like turn it forward, and this is going to sound super corny, but I think – Hearing something like that is a really good reminder as people travel to the region, mm. either so tourists, um, just as more people interact, like an act of kindness between peoples is both like immediately meaningful between the individuals, right. but it's also going to pay forward as a memory Man, of yeah. how, generations. yeah, of generations of how these people, you know, as a people treated us, how did the 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 Western tourists, you know, act. How did the locals? And so these things are are meaningful, not just in the moment to create a wonderful moment, but also to build up um, trust, basically trust and uh, good faith between people. So th to me, that's just a really great lesson for looking forward, particularly in this region. Yeah, um, Yorgi. So you mentioned specifically uh, the Vainak nations, uh, Ingush and yeah. Chechen. Uh, now. It's interesting. There are, from what I understand, historic uh, members kind of of the Vinok people. It's kind of branches of the Vinok languages of the Chechen or English language that now live in Georgia in proper. In Georgia, right? And I'm talking about yes. specifically the Kist and then the the Batsi. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah. can you speak to this a little? This is the keist I'd heard about before. And more recently, one of my Chechen friends told me about the Batsi. So I'd, I'd love to hear kind of who are they? How did they end up in Georgia today? Uh, so it was uh, the Kists uh, are the largest Vainakh people in Georgia. So they are living uh, alongside Georgians in yeah, yeah, northeast Georgia. Okay. And uh, they they still, they, I mean, they speak their native language and also with their native language, they speak also Georgian well. Okay. Uh, there was some kind of um, events before and uh, everyone saw that they speak normally Georgian in right. Vina language, like Chechen language. Mm-hmm. So also we never had any kind of conflict with them. We were... We were living alongside them very peacefully, and uh, after the you know in 90s after the Chechen wars, it was two Chechen wars. Um, many of the Chechens from Northern Caucasus came and started living along alongside them, ah. and uh, Georgia welcomed them. But also be- before the two wars, Kiss uh, were, were living there. Right. I don't exactly remember since uh, what period they started living in northeast uh, Georgia, but I can say that those groups of kids were living before those two Chechen wars. And also after the Chechen wars, uh, another group of Chechens uh, started living alongside them. Uh, and about Batsby people, heard also two versions. Mm. Uh, they, are, they, are, they were uh, living in northern Caucasus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like uh, Weinach people, and then they came uh, and started living in um, uh, next of the Tushpi, Tush ethnographical group, okay. uh, which are the uh, northeast region of Georgia. And time by time, uh, they, I mean, most of them are uh, Christian Orthodox today, uh, not most probably every of them, and they speak Georgian. And uh, I, I don't, ex- I don't exactly know if every of them speak Batsby language, okay. which is a relative language of Wainach uh, languages. Like it's, it's more close to English, as I remember. Um, so another version is, uh, I've heard somewhere, I, I don't exactly remember uh, where I read that, but it was like, uh, there's some um, families from the Northeast Georgian uh, region, uh, moved in Northern Caucasus and after like one century or something like that, they moved back there and they, uh, I mean, chose the new, uh, new place to live. Okay. But I don't exactly know which one is correct, but... Um, generally, they are, uh, I mean, mentally and their psych- psychology uh, is Georgian. Mm-hmm. They today they consider themselves as Georgians, and uh, I, personally, I don't know, I don't know any any of them. I don't have friends uh, of from those region, but I've heard that uh, they, uh, I mean, they are no 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 different from Georgians. Okay. Uh, by any meaning, and if, even if you tell them that they are not like locals and they just moved here like a few centuries ago, yeah, it would really cause um, negative sure. response from them. So they strongly I, I identify exactly. with being Georgian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not different. Regardless of, I mean, we could go round and round about the historical origins there there's some historic connection to the Vinoc people 
um, like you hit on. It might be more in the first version of the second, but there is a connection. Right. I have a friend here who he uh, and his mother is Chechen. And when uh, people ask him, when uh, Vinox ask him, who are you? He says, I'm Batsby. And uh, mm. <laughs> he basically rides the, the uh-huh. line in the middle because he, he just yeah. wants to embrace his Vinok heritage, you know. But he was the one who yeah. told me. I'd never heard of the Batsby before he told me yeah, about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting, and even for me. You know, I'm living in Georgia, but um, in Georgia, many people really don't know much about, for example, the Batsby people and uh, other people. Uh, like uh, we have in uh, Eastern Georgia, some uh, li- some villages where are living uh, people from Dagestan. Huh. Their origins are from Dagestan. They uh, speak Georgian, um, and I think they're Muslims. Uh, they are not not Christians, I think. And uh-huh. but many people in Georgia, like Georgians, don't even know about them. Uh, yeah, it's bad, but it's it's interesting. Wow! Like, do you know what? They, do you know yeah. what specifically which Dagestani kind of people historically they came from? Like, is is it the Lesgis or maybe one of the southern Dagestani groups? Do you happen to know that? Uh, uh, it was uh, I don't I don't remember, but it perhaps they are Lesgins, uh, and I I've heard. Okay. Uh, the group name, uh, Ansuch, uh, as I remember. I, I don't exactly know. Yeah, that's one of the smaller ones. Way, way that's, yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're related to Avar, the uh-huh. Ansuch. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, they, it was not uh, the massive migration from there. Right. Like family, one year, two, two or three families, and later, so two or three families. And when they gathered, like they kind of created the village. And they started living along Georgians very peacefully. Um, they, uh, they they speak Georgian today, I think. So have you uh, ever been in the North Caucasus, Georgi? No, not really. Not really. Not really. Unfortunately, not. Sure. Because I, I have a really huge wish to visit, visit, visit any place, of course. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just, for our listeners, it's really an issue of practically, it's hard for Georgians to go to Russia because of yeah. uh, political events over 10 years ago, Georgians now, they need a visa to go to Russia. And so it's expensive. It's difficult to get. And so before right. Georgians would just come and go into Georgia during the Soviet Union years and even after uh, the Soviet Union collapsed. But now Georgians need visas. And so I, I know very few Georgians actually here in Pitigorsk. Um, I have a friend that grew up there. Uh, last name. I love the Georgian last names. Shoshiashvili. Uh, <laughs> I love how all all Georgian names end with that Ili. Uh, but um, but yeah, there's very few Georgians here in the North Caucasus. I we were in Georgia this past summer, and uh, we were in Stepansmendia, which is Kazbegi, right at the base of Kazbegi, right across the border. And the we stayed in a basically like a hostel, and the hosts they're an older Georgian couple. But the husband spoke perfect Russian. And he told me, he said when I, he was probably 65. He told me when I was a kid, I went to school in Vladikavkaz. Wow. And he, he said, so like, of course, Russian was the main language I spoke. And, but once the Soviet Union collapsed, the borders closed. And he said, I haven't been to Russia now in 30 years. Sure. And so um, I've actually heard in Vladikavkaz, there's a Georgian school that still teaches the Georgian language. 
Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I need to You've look heard. more into yeah, that, but uh-huh. I've been told that by multiple people. Yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So they, do you know historically much about that road between the North Caucasus and Georgia, Georgi? It's called the Georgian Military Highway now, but it basically was like one of the main ways of transport that connected uh, Georgia to yeah. the north. Uh, there was some passes like um, the... You, you you could not pass in, from any spot there. Mm. There was some passes there. They, for example, in I don't know in nineteenth um, or eighteenth century, but uh, in medieval times there was some main passes which was controlled by uh, Georgians, mm-hmm. and uh, though and also in for example I know so I, I don't know but I've heard some places uh, some stories in from about swans. And also the, from every region where which are the neighbors of Northern Caucasus, for example, for example, swans, you know, time by time, they were going in Northern Caucasus for work. And then a few months later, they were came, they were getting back in Swanity. Yes. And the same about, uh, for example, the Hefsurs or uh, Tush people. Oh. And not just for the work. Uh, also, it was uh, there was uh, sometimes they were um there there was like pastures there for the ships uh, yeah. and they were moving there there was a specific roads i don't exactly right. know or, or probably that that was uh the tiny tiny roads no not for the modern cars or something there was just uh for horse for for horse and for yeah. just people to move there and come back no i don't exactly know about those roads really yeah but now that's there's only two ways into Russia from the, the through the Caucasus Mountains. One is through Georgia, that road, and one is um, through Azerbaijan between Baku and Derbent. So it is a main passageway, and why a lot of people travel here now. Right, um, man, that's great stuff. Um, Georgi, we could yeah. go on and on and on. Um, I would love to ask. Uh, one final question. We ask this to all our guests on our podcast and you're from yeah. Georgia. So we're going to expand this question to the greater Caucasus region. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing you could tell the world about the Caucasus mountains or about the Caucasus, what would you like to say? About the Caucasus mountains? Yeah. Or about the Caucasus. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about the mountains, but about the Caucasus. Uh, yeah. General region. General region. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, I don't know what to say. One thing. There's <laughs> many things to say but uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, region everyone can agree about that <laughs> and yes. not, not because they are leaving many people many ethnic groups uh, there um, in southern Caucasus there are three countries uh, but there is also very interesting that those people the whole history as I said never had uh, despite of the religious uh, differences we never had any kind of religious conflicts here wow. like uh, we never had any ethnic conflicts uh, uh, i mean before ethnic conflicts i mean before the 20th century 20th century like yeah. or in 20th century we had really hard past hard close past and it's really bad but this is not just caucasus uh, people here are um very close with its mentality psychology uh, traditions uh, for my folk music i don't know there are many cultural elements material elements what we have uh, in common but yeah. there are also some differences 
um, which is very normal and natural, I think. But still, it's very interesting region. I mean, people are um, very generous in in every part of Caucasus region. Like um, there are not some people who doesn't like their guests or something like that. Yeah, right. uh, it's uh, generally in northern Caucasus. Uh, not not in northern Caucasus. Uh, generally in Caucasus region, uh, we have uh, special relations between guest and host. Yep. Like uh, guest is a gift from God. We have saying like that. Yeah, yeah. And nice. I same think here. the same is about uh, it's same. And there was some. Um, I mean, poetry about that, uh, written by some Georgian poets. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there, I mean, you can talk about stuff like that, about Caucasus region, um, days and days. <laughs> yep. Spoken like a true ethnologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good call to our listeners, um, Georgi. Uh, don't judge a nation by what you've read on the first page of Google from the last 10 years or 20 years. That's true. You know, because yes. like so many people's view of the Caucasus, especially the North Caucasus, is what's happened in the last 10 or 20 years. And they have no idea, like you said, how things were for centuries and centuries and centuries. Um, and yes. take a, yeah, take a deeper view of, of a land than what uh, you read on the news. Um, so great, great word. Yep. Yeah. Well, man, that uh, a great interview with our first surprise ethnologist on Caucus Talk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you can put this on your resume, Georgi. You've been a guest on uh, the world-famous Caucus Talk podcast. <laughs> we do have listeners from over 80 countries. That's true. It's true. Um, I will. I will. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much. I think our listeners really enjoyed this. And uh, listeners, we encourage you, visit Georgia beautiful country, amazing food, very hospitable people. So, um, Georgi, thanks so much. Thanks for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And sorry for my English because it's my non, non native language. It's and great. I'm still on working to learn much and much every day. So you did great. Thank you for, how can for, we say goodbye for, in Georgian? Yes. Nachondis. 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 All right, yeah. not one this. All right, not Chevalier de la table ronde, vous pouvez voir si les rails vont. Chevalier de la table ronde, vous pouvez voir si les rails vont. Vous pouvez voir, oui, 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 vous pouvez voir, non, 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 vous pouvez voir si les rails vont. J'en boirai, oui, 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 j'en boirai, non, 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 j'en boirai jusqu'à mon plaisir. J'en boirai, oui, 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 j'en boirai, non, 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 j'en boirai jusqu'à mon plaisir. Si je mets le cheveu sur mon tête, comme sur le cas où il y a du bon rêve. Si je mets le cheveu sur mon tête, comme sur le cas où il y a du bon rêve.